He's just driven the green. He yep. has just driven the green. I guess, hello world, huh? Welcome everybody to the 2020 PGA Tour season preview, episode 91 of the Smash Factor. Gup here on a uh, beautiful 75 degree day in San Antonio, but unfortunately, um, Knocking this pot out tonight because the OU game was not as pleasant as some would like, especially me. Um, didn't think we had much of a chance in it, but thought we could try to compete, control the ball, keep it out of Burroughs' hands, uh, maybe have a chance in the second half to get within a touchdown or two, make it interesting in the fourth. But none of those came true as LSU stormed out to 49 points in the first half. And we're cruising, so I decided to, with the launch of the golf tools and everything coming out tomorrow and kickoff of the Tournament of Champions uh, on DraftKings starting Monday, we should go ahead and knock this out. Um, as for now, as I mentioned earlier, I am solo on the Smash Factor. I'll be taking my time looking for a podcast co-host um, I'm sure, as you know, Kenny Kim and Tambo have a rocking pod, one of the best golf PGA DFS pods in the country, and uh, they will continue to rock that, even though both are part of the Gups Corner umbrella. Um, we didn't want to mess any of that flow up, and so those guys will probably be back Monday, I assume. I haven't really talked to them. Uh, Thought maybe I could get Tambo on this one, but he's uh, still, you know, with family and all that, as I mentioned on the coin flip yesterday, um, or maybe Thursday night, can't remember, losing my days now. Um, but I always want to, you know, have the, the crew, um, family first, as always. So I will take this one alone and hopefully get Tambo back. So we, we are still scheduled to record uh, for our premium members. We're going to record our bankroll management contest selection, uh, DFS golf podcast. So there'll be two of them. One kind of focused on generalized managing your bankroll through any season, no matter the sport and contest selection type stuff. And then one pod strictly kind of focusing on DFS golf, the top T65 and tie deal, um, a 90% sure we're doing a live, uh, world championship finally, uh, on DraftKings are coming back. I guess it's been three years now, but we're pretty sure they're bringing that back, how to approach that and qualifier satellites, bankrolling that, managing that. So kind of two separate pods there that hopefully we can get done um, maybe early next week. I'm still off Monday and Tuesday, quote unquote. I got a lot going on as we're, as we're rolling out the golf tools and kind of bouncing around, but um, would like to get those out to the premium members as soon as possible as we start the season. For sure, we should have them out or recorded and out before we get to the Sony, which will be our first full field event. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll be uh, drinking some water as we go through this as my throat's a little sore. And I'm solo, as I mentioned. But 
With that, uh, as always, uh, Super Draft is our sponsor of the podcast. You can not only a sponsor of our podcast, but they're going to be a sponsor of our contest in general, which I'll talk about the contest in depth here in a minute. Um, just kind of an all in our key sponsor for the year. Um, so you can download the app Super Draft, use the code GUP, deposit $10 or more, get free $10. Uh, put that money in use and whatever you win from it, you can pull out immediately if you want, or you can keep playing it and rolling it um, if you'd like to as well. Totally up to you either way. Um, great partners of us. They are fully committed to not only DFS in general, but um, going to make a big push in the DFS golf world, which we are as well. Uh, D-Rock will be covering the PGA version of super draft for us um kind of he's kind of taken that on done well in the nfl so being familiar with the multiplier and all that we'll let him roll out uh you know rankings and stuff for super draft our premium tools which go on sale tomorrow um will include the super draft kind of projection type stuff in it so as far as you know <clears throat> you can see DraftKings, FanDuel, pricing, whatever. You'll be able to see Super Draft multipliers and and kind of take all that into consideration as well. So we'll have that fully covered, um, you know, just like we do in, in NFL today. With that, always rate and review us on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube, Twitch. We have the Honda giveaway going now. This is going to be the biggest push with it because you can get – a lot of entries into the giveaway, which the giveaway is an all-inclusive trip to the Honda Classic this year. The DFS Open, which you can go to dfsopen.com to read about it, is Saturday of the Honda Open. Friday night is the get-together. Uh, we are a key sponsor of the um, entire, you know, the entire deal. So you will be You'll get you. You're already entered into that. Whoever wins it, you your lodging's taken care of. Your air air airfare is taken care of. Um, we have tickets to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the Honda Classic. Sunday we have a special event for the Gups Gups Corner team, which includes you. So it's going to be a great week. Um, if you can't make it out till you know, hopefully Thursday night, Friday, whoever wins it can make it out by then, so they can be there for the Friday night events and then also the tee off Saturday morning. Um, but if you can make it there as early as, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday, great. We have you covered no matter how early they get there. We will draw out the winner on Super Bowl Sunday and announce it Monday on the pod. So excited for that. Whether you are a current member or a, you want to become a new member, there are six ways to get entered. If you achieve all six, you get a seventh entry, lucky seven, if you will. Um, one of the biggest ways to get entered is to buy the premium golf tools that go on sale tomorrow. Um, especially if you're a current member, that's the best way to get in. You get a double up there. If you're a new member and you buy the combo packages, you get a bunch of entries there. Then rate and review us on iTunes, get you an entered. Um, buying the combo merch, combo hat and shirt um, gets you entered. With that, we with our big two-week push here, so all our discounts we're going to do for this golf premium tools kickoff go on sale virtually tonight, tomorrow, uh, JV will be loading the, the new pricing structure and everything with the golf tools and, and our new packages. Um, we also will have 20% off in the merchandise store. 
and you can use the code Aloha, O-L-O-H-A, and you can get 20% off anything in the merchandise store. If you buy the combo package, you're entered. They get you another entry into the into the Honda giveaway. So that's another way to help us out, support us, giving you 20% off there, as well as we're going to have a discount code for non-members that will go out tomorrow, and a discount code will go out later tonight or tomorrow internally to current members that will get an once in a lifetime discount for to add the premium golf tools. They can add the premium football tools if they want. They can add whatever packages they want, but it's a um, it's an awesome deal. We want to give back to the guys that are loyal to us. So that'll go out tomorrow and all these will be good through the Sony open. So basically the Monday after the Sony open, they'll still be good because we'll make one last push um, on that pod. Kind of say, Hey, here, here's your last night to get in. If you missed out the last two weeks, all the buzz, all the reviews, all the saying, and we'll get everybody in and, and then we'll shut it off. And that'll, that'll really be our last big kind of discount push until probably the master. So get in now. It's the best time to get in You get the best discount and you get into the entry of the Honda giveaway. So we're looking forward to that. If you have not already, which would be surprising if you're listening to this, the one and done and GC cup contests are open gupscorner.com slash contest or gupscorner.com. Find the little contest link, click it. We'll get you straight there. You can get into the one and done contest or the GC cup contest today. The one and done is different this year, just a little bit though, but we use your feedback to do this. Um, there's been some grumblings in a way, but there's been a lot of positives because most of the people voted for this, and that's what we went by. Uh, last year, we had a three max, one and done. This year, we did single entry only. Um, I think a lot of people wanted it to try to not have to have the nuts every week on the picks and winners, and um, so I think that'll bring the the total winnings down in the sense of not winnings from a payout perspective, but winnings from you won't have to have such a high total winnings through the whole year to be in competition. So I think it's going to be awesome. Um, as always, a hundred percent payout on any of our contests. We don't, we don't rake, we don't do any of that. It's all paid out. The way you support us on that is, you know, visiting us, buying merchandise, buying the packages, that, that kind of stuff. We want, this is a give back to you guys. Uh, JB works his ass off on these Melinda behind the scenes, getting them set up. Um, so, you know, th- those guys make nothing on it uh, other than what they make in general from Gup's Corner, but um, that's on me to pay them. The contests are rake-free and admin fee-free, 100% payout. So if you're ever wondering how to support us back, it's times like now when you go in there and you buy shirts and hats, and, you know, if you don't have a package, buy it. That that really helps us out. Um, it's $50 an entry, single entry. Deadline is 10 o'clock Eastern, Sunday, January 5th. It is a hard deadline. You will not be able to enter after 10 o'clock Eastern Sunday, January 5th. I promise you, you won't. <laughs> You've had, you have more than enough reminders, chances, whatever to get into this. Um, it takes a while for us to get all that set up in the back end, and it's just that's our hard cut entry. Get in now if you want in. It's 50 bucks, single entry, you're done. The next contest, the GC Cup. For you guys that are not familiar with it, it's probably one of the more fun events, especially for a season-long DFS kind of golf event. Um, there's many different leagues. There's three different price levels. You can choose whatever you want. You can be in all of them if you want. Um, it's one entry per league max type deal. When I say per league, like there's a diamond, a platinum, a gold. 
Well, in the gold and platinum, there may be multiple leagues. So if there's four leagues in the gold, you could have one in each gold if you want. I mean, but you can't double up inside of one league. You can double up inside of one entry level, but just not the league. There's 144 entries in there. So how it works, if you're not familiar with it, is that each week you'll submit a contest. We send out the invites on, on DraftKings. It's a free contest every week. So it's not like you pay for this, plus you got to pay every week. Your entry fee covers everything all year. Um, you'll get your invite each week. You put your single bullet lineup in, and it's just like the PGA Tour. You get top 65 that make the cut, get points based off of the FedEx point system, and then 66 through 144 would receive zero points because it's a missed cut. We have 25 regular season events that, um, uh, you know, scored upon the 500 point GC cup scale and then eight big events that are scored 600 points on the GC cup scale, big events, players, championship, uh, the four majors, and then the three playoff tournaments following the completion of the 30 event regular season, the top 125 entries out of the 144 make it to the GC cup playoffs. And then we cut down just like the PGA Tour. So P- the BMW, top 70 advanced and top 30 advanced. Uh, points don't reset. It's just kind of a playoff bracket type deal. A lot of fun. Everybody loves it. Everybody's loved the format for the last two or three years we've been doing it. Um, one neat thing, the prizes, there's a segment prize, segment one, segment two, segment three, and segment four. You can review all this on the uh, the contest website and click the rules and check them out. Um, and then there's the overall prize as well. So that you can read all that, check it all out if you'd like. I just want to run it through because most people don't realize how that works exactly. And then once they find out, they love it. Um, that deadline is – let me see if I can find it. I thought I had it here. It starts with the Sony. Okay, deadline to register is the same. 10 o'clock Eastern Sunday, January 5th. Or if the league fills entirely, then obviously it's full. So we've had some leagues fill. So if you want in, I'd go ahead and get in now and, and lock it up. It truly is one of the more fun events to get in, especially when you look at you know potentially 33 weeks um, if you're in the gold, it's 125 for the whole season. So like for four bucks a week, you get, you know, some action sweat, you, you know, kind of get to put a bullet in, um, all that kind of stuff. It, it's, you know, it's awesome. Um, and, and people really, the feedback we've gotten has been great. We hadn't had to change anything really. You know, we've adapted to the PGA and the tour changes on the schedule and, and that's about it. So go check those, both those contests out. Huge help for us. Um, you know, super draft sponsoring the whole contest this, this year, as I mentioned at the beginning. So, you know, you guys checking those out and, and getting those clicks on there and, and reviewing all that stuff really helps us and supports us in that way. What's up on today's season preview pod. Uh, I'm going to go through the PGA tour schedule and how it affects us in the sense of not really betting, but more of DFS, um, potential players, motives, mental mindset type of stuff. Just kind of walk through it briefly, real briefly, um, kind of the steps of the schedule. I'll preview each major, give kind of a quick background, give you my early thoughts and picks. Um, then at the end, I will do kind of my award win winners for the year. Plus, I will give you my official pick for each major. We'll kind of wrap it up. Don't want this to go too long. Obviously, I'm going to knock it out then go watch a real football game ohio state clemson hopefully um as my sooners obviously like i said let me down 
but on to next season, right? At least we got there. You got in the dance. Uh, can be proud of them and, and just hope they build upon it. A young team overall. I really didn't think they'd make the playoffs this year going into the season. Hertz was obviously a, a big pickup in the offseason, but overall, I thought it'd be unlikely. Um, so getting there was an achievement, although, you know, the, the game and the final score is going to be a little skewing of the results, but, you know, it is what it is. LSU is a, a great team. Um, I, these are nice like this. I just kind of delete Twitter and, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't listen to idiots that never put on a pair of shoulder pads and don't know what they're talking about. Um, in general, you can say, Oh, you sucks. That's fine. They're still one of the best six, eight teams in the country right now. They're the best, one of the best four, right? I don't know if anybody would have showed up today in the four spot and done much better. I'm sure people are saying Oregon would have given them a better game. Now, okay. Well, we will, we don't know that. So it is what it is. LSU is probably the best team in the country right now. I'm not too sure they go on and win it. I think whether they play Clemson or Ohio State, which I lean Ohio State, I think the upfront physicalness, especially Ohio State, is something they haven't dealt with. Not even Alabama, not even Georgia. Um, obviously, this isn't a football pod, but I, you know, I'll pick up on that and have another pod-ish on that. Kind of my thoughts as we get closer, but because should have two great football games, you know, OS or Ohio State, Clemson, and then the winner playing LSU. Both those games should be great. We still got some great college football games coming up this next week, so excited for that. All right, my tidbits and notes on the PGA Tour schedule is, you know, we've already played ten weeks with eleven tournaments that have FedEx, FedEx Cup points um, affecting them, which is the most ever when you get to December twenty eighth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, between the tournament of champions and the masters, there's 15 weeks and 16 tournaments played. So by the time we get to our first major of the year, the 2020 season, over half the FedEx cup season is already over. That's kind of crazy to think about, but I know Adam Scott was mentioning it a couple months ago when they were asking him about his schedule and kind of asking all the players about their schedule and how they adjusted and how they're going to adjust for 2020. 2020 is even tighter because of the Ryder Cup. Um, you know, so you have the right, you have the normal season and grind and all that. And then we have the Ryder Cup. So a, a lot, well, the Ryder Cup and the Olympics. Sorry. So the Olympics kind of comes at the end, which I'll talk about in a second, but, and then the Ryder Cup. So it's just a, just a big, compact year and so these guys and their schedules you really got to pay attention to that um you know especially coming off a lot of rest or short rest and all that when we're looking at weekly stuff which will remind you as you go through the season i just want to kind of get it out there um one week in this time frame is the wgc and the players valspar sandwich in between those two so two bigger known tournaments do take place in the first 15 weeks before we get to augusta but you know a lot of tournaments there you know 20 Five weeks, 27 tournaments between this fall swing before you get to the Augusta. And, and, and it's kind of weird because you go back, although I'm not like a historian on golf, um, like Bucks was, um, miss you Bucks. Hope you're listening to this. Um, you know, those kind of guys that know it inside and out. And I've been ingrained in it for a decade or so, but I don't know the ins and out of it all, like some of those guys. But, you know, you used to think kickoff of golf season was Augusta and now over half the season's over. So it's just kind of a different mind frame. Um, once we get to Augusta, we got four weeks in between the masters and the PGA championship last year. A lot of guys took breaks there. We need to keep an eye on that. Then another four weeks between the PGA and the U S open. And then another four weeks in between the U S open and the open. Uh, one of those weeks in between the U S open and the open is another WGC event. 
after the British Open or the Open is over, uh, we get a one-week break, and then we get the Olympics. After the Olympics, we get a one-week break, and then we get the FedEx Cup starting. So it's going to be real interesting to look at kind of the grind and the timing and and how guys prepare for that and adjust their schedule um, you know, mid-summer rolling into that big stretch in June, July, August. Um, after the FedEx Cup, there's a three-week break, and then you get the Ryder Cup. I don't think that really matters as much because if you're in the Ryder Cup, you're in it. It's, it's a deal, but just wanted to note it. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of the schedule. Quick quick note preview. Um, going to go through each each major now, give you my thoughts, my early leans, um, and kind of wrap it up. Not a long pod, hopefully 30, 40 minutes, just something to – you know, you know, give you a little insight, little, you know, get, get your thoughts going on it. Maybe tomorrow you're tomorrow morning, you're done with football. You, you're kind of check, you're done with all the NFL and you want to listen to this and then, then give it a listen or even a night later on. Um, you know, want to get that out there and especially with the tools and everything we got going, I wanted to get that out on the pod. So we start off with the masters. Um, obviously it's the only one that doesn't rotate. It is April 9th through April 12th at Augusta National Golf Club. Um, last five winners going new or newest winner to oldest winner is Tiger Woods, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Danny Willett, and Jordan Spieth. This year, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, Tiger defending champion. Um, a, a, I don't know if we could ever outdo the Sunday that we saw there. Uh, the odds are out now and I'm going to use the most current odds that I have. I think a lot of these will kind of adjust and shift as we start the season. Some of them really don't even adjust until the season starts. Or I say season like the new year tournament champion, Sony. Um, I think Tigers in play here always. I don't, you know, obviously the number 10 to one is good. I think last year I hit him at 16 or 19 to one. Um, he was my official pick last year on my final thoughts kind of wrap up. He wasn't a bet because it, just, it was still a short number there for, you know, as far as at that time, you really didn't know how it was going to happen. Um, you know, DJ has a great history here. Rory, this is his missing piece for his career. Grand slam. Rom's coming in. Great. JT's coming in. Great. You know, space numbers ridiculous right now. 18. I expect that maybe to go up, but with this history, it may not. Fowler looking for his first win or major win ever. Bryson turning into a gymnast. Um, Molinari made a run here. X is going to be a favorite, you know, in any tournament this year. Finau does well here and at most majors. So there's just so much more depth in the in the field now, now more now than ever before. That it's 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 even harder to pick winners and betting. I'll have a much lighter futures card than I've had before because I, I just think there unless there's a great value play and there's a couple in here I think I'll go ahead and pick um, and I'll, I'll release them out to the premium members over the next few days but for the most part you, you can get just as good a value in a sense once you get closer to the tournament see who's informed see who's playing well stuff like that but there there's some good values out there between these four majors that, that we'll talk about Kind of just going to break it down between favorite, mid-range, long shot as far as odds go. Um, then at the end of all four, I'll give you my official pick for the four. Uh, the two guys I like at 20 to 1 or less is DJ and JT. I don't know if I'll go this low. Um, certainly not now. JT at 16 is appealing. J even DJ at 12 is appealing. I love DJ at 12. But um, if you lock into something like that now, you really – 
cripple the bankroll side of it because you're pretty much all in there. You, I mean, there's not, I mean, you make a couple other bets, long shot type stuff, but, and not that that's a bad thing, but I don't think those numbers are going to shift a whole lot that you have to worry about losing value. JT, I guess if he gets hot, um, he loves the Hawaii swing, so he could win one or two of these and, you know, his odds shrink to 10 and you lose some value there. So maybe look at that. Um, but, but outside of that, you know, Brooks is Brooks. I, I'm not big on him this year overall. Um, I don't even think I have him in any of my kind of preseason stuff, which is probably not a good thing, but I like Rory nine to one as well, but not, I mean, nine to one is just not a number I'm going to go look at right now. If I go to my mid range 71 or less, um, Two that pop out to me is Finau at 33 to one and then Garcia at 50 to one. I don't know if Garcia is kind of, you know, the last eight to 12 weeks of the season here in this false side on the Euro side and PGA, man, he played really well. Um, you know, and if he's coming back into form, if there's anywhere he could win a major, it's going to be here, right? He knows his place. He's played it well. 50 to one is a great number. Finau 33 to one. I'll wait on that. I like it, but I, I could see it even bump into a 40 at some given time. Um, it's not like he's going to win a regular season tournament. He can't seem to do that, but um, I I don't mind him, but he's one I'm going to keep my eye on. If I ever see it go to like a 40, I don't mind jumping on it. Will it at 66? Kind of intriguing, but um, you know, I, I don't know if I like him that much without knowing the weather situation. It has to be similar to how he won it that one year. I think he won it at three or four or five under something like that. It's gotta be that kind of field for him to win it or he has no shot. Right. So I mean, he's not going 15 under, um, and winning the masters. I, I don't even remember what tiger won it at last year. Um, let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. He won at 13 under. I, I don't know if will it even gets there last year. Leaderboard was tiger. And then, Xander, Brooks, DJ all tied at 12, and Molinari was 11. Remember, Fina was in that final group with Tiger as well, um, at Tiger and Molinari, because they did the early start and threesomes off the front and back. And Fina shot even, finished top five, T5. So I don't mind Fina. He's one I, I want to push the button on 33 to 1, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off and um, wait. Long shots, I like uh, Pepperell. He's a guy that'd probably be popular in the industry. I haven't listened to any preseason previews yet. I've been just swamped with finishing NFL and then working on these NFL or golf tools and stuff with ADHD. And so I'm looking forward to starting tomorrow when I head to the gym, probably catch out if anybody's got some preseason pods out there to get their opinions. But 150 to one for Pepperell. I just kind of like his game and, and he could be a, not a wheel at tight, but he, I mean, like last year, a nine to 10 under, I think he could compete. Um, he played here last year, which is another thing I like that now he's got some experience. He shot minus one on Sunday to finish plus two, 251, which is not great, but you know, for, I think was his first time out. It's pretty good. Justin Harding shot even on Sunday and, but finished minus eight overall top 12 finish for him. So I certainly like him at that number getting to come back. And I think the TA. No, he was T12. I can't remember. I think it's top 10 and better get an automatic invite this year. But I assume he'll make it back. So I like Harding for sure. Um, and then RCB is kind of a team gup, if you will. I play him a lot, especially on Euro. Um, he shot four under on Sunday last year, which is a really good number. One of the better numbers of the day. 
and he shot two over, over overall, finished T36 with uh, Fleetwood. So RCB at 125 to one is on my radar. Um, you know, those kind of guys you could put your bets in now. It's going to be a smaller bet to get the kind of same return. And what you don't want is one of those guys getting hot in the January, February, and their number could crash in half. Whereas like a JT or a DJ, their number crashing in half, even if it crashed in half, it's not that much value loss. 16 to 1 to 8 to 1, which he's not going to get to 8 to 1, but it's a lot different than 125 to 1 crashing to 60 to 1. So those kind of guys are guys you can look at. Um, PGA Championship is our second major of the year. It is held at TPC Harding Park, May 14th through May 17th. Uh, the WGC had an event here in 2005. Tiger Woods won it. The President Cup here was in 2009. The USA won 19 and a half to 14 and a half. The WGC match play in 2015 was here, and Rory McIlroy won it. So, some big names up there that have won the events at kind of keynote per se. Um, Great course, good history here. Um, should be a good test for most people. The last five PGA Championship winners, although all at different courses, uh, Brooks Kepka, uh, Beth Page Black, Brooks Kepka, Bella Reeve, Justin Thomas, Quo Hollow, Jimmy Walker, uh, Balsarall, Jason Day, Whistling Straits is our last five PGA Champions. Um, kind of at the top, uh, I, you know, a little bit better value. I like Rom at 18 to one. Um, I like Rory who's 10 to one. So, which is kind of low JT still kind of in that realm, 16 to one. I don't mind him. Um, you know, the, the bigger guys, same as always, I'm not going to repeat myself. That's kind of, we'll get old after a while, but Rom and Rory are kind of my two that kind of popped to me. If you want to jump on someone now, I don't, Rom maybe more than Rory. Rory's not going to move much. He's ten now, and and Brooks is the favorite at eight. So, you know, not going to move a whole lot. Rom at eighteen could start really hot, and he could move down to that eleven to one, ten to one range. So that's worth taking a look at. Um, just to kind of totally different course, obviously. But the twenty nineteen PJ Championship, Brooks won at eight under, shot plus four the final day at Bethpage Black. Uh, DJ shot minus one, shot six under. Wallace, one na- name to note for this year. Cantley and Spieth all finished T3 at minus two. And Luke List, with a plus four on Sunday, finished minus one overall. Those were the only guys I year to finish above par in the entire tournament. But that was kind of the leaderboard there. Um, the mid-range for me, I like Cantley. Um, really thinking about pushing the button there. Um, 28 to one. I can only see that number dropping. I don't see it really going up. Garcia again, probably going to be a theme for me, just the value part. Um, you know, the course, just looking at kind of the guys that have been up there in the leaderboard and you look at the match play bracket, stuff like that. I mean, I don't see why he can't compete here. And I think he's 66 to one right now. A great number for Sergio, and, and that number can drop. It's not going up. Like he's not moving to eighty or ninety. So you can get him down to thirty-three to one or something easy. Not easy, but he could drop to thirty, forty to one with a great start to the year, and people adjust. So if you like him, I'd like him in now. Um, and then Webb, I like Webb here, and this seems like a Webb event, sixty-six to one as well. Um, you know, solid all the way around. Really, I don't think the putter's an anomaly now. I think he's really fixed it. 
He likes a new stroke. He's a comfortable, um, put it really, really well last year and for a long time now. So I, I like him at that number long shots. I do like Willett here, a much better number, hundred to one compared to 66 at the masters. I like Sung Jay. I imagine he's going to be popular in the space. Um, one thing to note with that, cause I don't know this, I'm not going to have it right now, but I'll, I'll bring you, I'll, I'll find it all. But when you make these bets, be careful of guys that may not have qualified yet for the major, um, you know, like tiger DJ, all those, those are in, but like, I don't know if Sung Jay's qualified for the PJ championship, PJ championships, not too difficult to get into. Not like the masters. Like I wouldn't bet a masters guy. It'd be rare for me to bet a masters guy that hadn't qualified yet. Cause it's such a small field. Um, but you know, Sung Jay, I think is going to play a lot. He'll probably qualify by some, some way, shape or form. So 125 to one, I like him and kind of to finish that thought up was if you bet a guy now and he doesn't make the tournament, you lose the bet in most books, 90% of books. Whereas if you bet a guy during the week of the tournament and he, you know, withdraws or gets sick or whatever before the tournament starts, they refund the money week of. Totally different scenario. So make sure you're aware of that. Um, Aaron Wise to me is a guy, he's going to be in my kind of preseason write up. I, I like him this year. I think he could have a big year. I like his game. He's 151 here. That's a great number for him. Um, and then Abraham Answer, we saw him at the President's Cup, how, how great he did. 175 to 1. Um, I will say that will probably be on my card. So kind of a free play for you non-members yet. I will probably have a little action on answer 175 to one um, locked in as a, as a futures bet. I just think that that value there's too good for a guy that, I mean, I mean, he lost the tiger, but a, he wasn't scared of it. He basically called him out and B he really didn't choke or let it down. He stood toe to toe for the most part. And I got a lot of respect for that. He's obviously a San Antonio guy and he's off obviously a boomer sooner. So near and dear to my heart, I love watching him at Valero last year and will again this year, of course. Um, so answer kind of rounds off kind of the list there for the PGA Championship. Our third major, the U.S. Open, is at – let me scroll down to my – I got many screens open right now trying to cover all this. This year it's at Wingfoot Golf Club, 2006. Um, so I'm going to list the tournaments that have been held here already – 2006 U.S. Open was won by Ogilvy. He won it over Lefty and Furyk. The winning score was plus five. Um, remember, this is where Lefty blew it into the 10 on 18, 18 or 17, basically to lose it. He had this thing wrapped up. 2004, the U.S. Amateur was here. I note that because Ryan Moore won it. So kind of think of that kind of style of guy that could be in play here. 97 PGA Championship was here, won by Davis of the third. The 84 U.S. Open was here, won by Fuzzy Zeller. 74 U.S. Open was here, won by Hell Irwin. The 59 U.S. Open was here, won by Billy Casper. And the 29 U.S. Open was here, won, won by a guy named Bobby Jones. I don't know if he's important or not, but um, yeah, he is. One of the great of all time. So this takes place June 18th through June 21st, kind of a Father's Day tradition. Um, tough course. If you look at all the scores, winning scores, it even every day here is going to get you in the top 10 probably um, just that's just kind of you could just kind of bank on that on most years um, especially out here depending on how they set it up last year as we know it was not very difficult only because we had no wind blowing out at pebble um, Gary Woodland won it with a minus two on Sunday minus 13 overall 
Brooks minus 10 overall got second a tie for third was a four-way tie between Rom, Reevy, Rose, and X. They all shot seven under. X shooting the best Sunday score at minus four of the bunch there. One guy to note that played well, Victor Hovland, minus four in round four, minus four overall for a T12. So uh, pretty good leaderboard there last year at the U.S. Open. Expect another one um, this year at Wingfoot. I, I kind of going back to the well, 20 to one or less, I really like DJ. I think DJ probably could win this. I really, I really, one of my, I think DJ or JT are really, really in play here. Um, Rory, if he's, if he's as hot as he's been, he's always in play anywhere. Rom, of course, Tiger, potentially. Speeth, I think this is a course that could fit Speeth if he gets back to a Speethish type, because if he can get it in play off the tee, he can play well here. Um, but he's 22 to one. We'll get to that, that section. There's only five people under 20 to one. So this is kind of more spread out than the other pools. Um, but DJ and JT are the two that I like and JT's right at 20 to one. I really like that number. I don't see that getting any better. So if you like JT for the U S open, I think you lock that in now because all they can do is go down. Um, mid range 70 to one or less. Two guys that kind of pop out to me, Finau being one, I mentioned him, you know, a couple times already. He's 40 to one, plays well at majors, you know, kind of same song, same dance. I don't mind that. And because he's 40, I actually don't mind popping that now because um, if he starts out really hot and maybe even wins a bigger event, he could go way down. Fleetwood, 33 to one. Fleetwood's going to be on play for me at almost any U.S. Open. Always grinds it out, always plays well. He has that bad round, but at U.S. Open sometimes that doesn't kill you. Um, and anything above, you know, 22, 25, 28 to one on Fleetwood's a great number at a major. So 33 to one really sticks out to me. Um, Stinson 50 to one kind of sticks out to me just because of seeing the kind of guys that win at Wingfoot. I don't think you have to be long off the tee or anything like that. And he could put it in play. And if he's coming into form and play well, I really like him. I can't pull the trigger at 50 to one now, but I do like him. Webb's another one that I mentioned earlier. I do like him again at 66, um, 70 to one, kind of a new breed area for me. Um, I like three guys. I like Wallace Neiman and Hovland. Um, Wallace 80 to one. I mentioned, you know, he's finished up there last year in several big tournaments up in the top Neiman coming around, played decent at the president's cup. Uh, hit one hell of a shot there late hundred to one for Neiman seems really good. I don't see that getting any worse. Um, I can see it getting better. I said that backwards. Like I don't see it getting much better. I don't see him going to 120, 131, but he can certainly drop. Um, so hundred to one, he may be a lock in for me early Hovland, uh, who probably hasn't qualified yet. I don't know the rules or I top of my head if his top 12 last year got him in, but us opens one of the easier ones to get into for these tours because there's so many ways to get into it and when i say easy i'm just saying relative to the other majors not that it's easy to get into that but he's 125 to one he will probably be on my betting card so there's free play number two 125 to one hovland at the u.s open um we'll, we'll probably get put on the futures card uh that i release i'll probably release it tomorrow um as we kick off kind of a whole big grand opening of the pga tools um Last but not least, the British Open. Um, you know, one of my favorite tournaments of the year. I enjoy getting up early, watching it, 
kind of different any given year. The I mean, it's just such a crazy tournament. This year it's at Royal St. George Golf Club, July 16th through the 19th. Um, this will be the 14th time it's hosted here. Most recently was 81, 85, 93, 03, and 2011. Um, I'm going to list those off instead of boring you with 14 prior winners. Uh, 2011 was Darren Clark minus five to note second place tie was DJ and lefty. So that, that, that right there can tell you, and I didn't look at the weather or anything back in 2011, but when you got DJ lefty and Darren Clark in the top three, I mean, it, it just kind of tells me anybody, any day can win this place. Right. So, you know, we'll kind of keep that to note when we get, get to July, but I, I found that interesting. 2003, uh, open champion was Ben Curtis at minus one. 1993 seemed to be the outlier. I assume it was as calm and easy of weather as you could get there at this time of the year. Greg Norman won it at 13 under and far and away the best winning score ever at here. Um, and most opens for that sake. 1985, Sandy Lyle won it at plus two. 1981, Bill Rogers won it at minus four. Our last five winners of the British Open. You know what I missed? I just got down here. I missed the last five winners of the U.S. Open. So I'll say that real quick just so you have it. 2019, Gary Woodland, Pebble Beach. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Shinnecock Hills. Brooks Kepka, Aaron Hills. DJ Oakmont Country Club, Jordan Speed, Chambers Bay was a U.S. Open. The British Open last five, 2019 Shane Lowry, Royal Portrush, Francisco Molinari at Carnoustie, Jordan Spieth at Royal Birkdale, Henrik Stinson at Royal Troon, Zach Johnson at St. Andrews, our last five winners. Um, as I mentioned, 2011 is the last time it was played here. Um I have made a preseason bet on this already released to the premium members. Uh, I don't think the number's still out there, but a free play if you have not, if you're not a premium member and you obviously didn't see it, I released Tiger Woods a couple weeks ago at 22 to one. I like Tiger here. I think with the way the schedule sets up that this should set up well for him. I think it's going to be a tough grind. Um, I think he could do well here. It's just the one major that I liked him for out the gate. Uh, obviously, he's always in play at Augusta, but getting the 22 to 1 number I felt was a great number for him. So, you know, I kind of locked that in. 20 to 1, because now I show him at 16 to 1, so that's why I mentioned him. But the other ones I like in that range, I like Rory, I like DJ, um, Rory 11 to 1. You know, I think he's going to win another British Open for sure. Not sure if it's this year, but he's in play. DJ, he, he's finished several times up there in the top on these kind of tournaments. Um, no reason I think he can't this year. I kind of think DJ and JT have a go to go year this year at, at to be player of the year. Those two, I think, could really turn it on as well as Rory. Those three, I think, you know, if I had to say my top four in golf going into the year, it's going to be Rory, DJ, Rom, and JT, and that's not earth-shattering news. But, um, man, it's just so nice up there at the top that I'm really looking forward to the year. But for this one, Rory and DJ were the guys I liked outside of Tiger. Um, Fleetwood, I, I like here. Obviously, I think I'm going to take him in most opens. May wait for a better number. He's 22-1 to 1 here. That seems a little short, which makes that 33-1 to 1 at the U.S. Open look really nice. Um, I don't mind him, but. You know, I'd, I'd probably wait to see if I can get a better number. Um, Fitzpatrick, under the radar most weeks. Shout out to Baroff, Team Fitzpatrick. Uh, 50 to 1. I like that number, actually. Um, he does so well over in Euro, and even here at times, that that could drop to a 35, 38 number. So 50 to 1 is not bad. 
Um, and I like Finau and Wallace again. Obviously, I've mentioned Finau every single time. So you know that I think he's in play at any major. And it's not because I think he's going to win any. Obviously, he's top five every single major, I think, in his life. So not everyone he's played in, but at least once he's top five, one of the four. It's just the value. 66 to one is a great number. Wallace back over there on Euro, 66 to one. Um, I, I don't mind taking a shot on him. And, and I think that number may drop for both those guys. So if you like those guys, maybe lock those, those guys in. My long shots here, um, I like EVR. Um, guy I play on a lot, hit him this year as a winner on the Euro, 125 to one. Back to Sung Jay, I think by this time of the year, he'll be qualified, 100 to one. Uh, back to answer. Um, see no reason for him not to be in this field, 200 to one. And then, uh, Neiman, this will be another tournament. I, I wouldn't mind taking a look at Neiman. Um, not quite. He's 150 to one. And then Benny on kind of a sneaky ish play. He's played great. Um, overall, I think obviously we know his putters is kryptonite, but you know, I think his game's continuing to evolve. And so I don't mind him here uh, at the current number. And, and he could have a really strong season. I don't see him being 150 to 1 rolling into this tournament. Um, we'll see. But I really like Benny on um, as, a, as a flyer there. 2020 awards for me. You know, and then I'll give you my major winners. Um, so my PGA Tour Player of the Year is Justin Thomas. My Byron Nelson Award which is an actual PGA award given, which is the best adjusted score on the field. Roy won it this year. I'm going to go with JT. Um, clean sweep for me on JT here for all these. My money winner is going to be JT. My rookie of the year is going to be Hovland. Although I think like he's a chalk, I do think Scotty Scheffler could, could play in that. Um, you know, my FedEx Cup winner, obviously, if JT does what he did above, that he would have to be the one I see winning the FedEx Cup. I do think you could put DJ, Rom, Rory in any of those categories. I just think I think JT's overall talent is still – he still hasn't hit a ceiling, and you know, we know how how much of a run he can get on. And if he's healthy, I like him as good as almost anybody. Everybody knows I'm a big, huge DJ fan. You know, he's obviously my player favorite player up top, but – um, JT's right there too. I love, I love watching JT. Um, he normally plays the Honda every year, so we get to watch him in person as well. So that's kind of my prediction on that. My, my major winners, um, which is on the article that not only myself, but the entire staff did, um, posted it, I think yesterday or the day before, um, I'm going with Rory to close out his grand slam and win the masters, kind of get that monkey off the back. PGA was the closest for me. I went back and forth between JT and Rom. JT and Rom. Uh, I think both could win it, but I went with JT winning the PGA Championship. I went with Dustin Johnson winning the U.S. Open. I really like him here. That like him there this year. Um, I can see him winning two majors. He could be in the fight for two easy. And then the Open. I'm going to go with Tiger. I liked him at the 22 to one. I don't see that changing. I think this year is going to be a year for him to kind of. Not worry about the schedule as much. He's going to – I do think he wants to play in the Olympics because I think it's – you know, it'll be his last time to really do that. And so I think he will play enough and enough events to make sure he's on the Olympic team, probably make sure – which would make sure he's on the Ryder Cup team and just kind of be his final 
you know, big season and then you can kind of nitpick from here on out. You know, you can say I, I played in the Olympics. Um, he's a big game hunter. And so I don't see why he wouldn't want to do all that. Be interesting to see how his health holds up over the year. Overall, we saw after the masters last year, it just kind of went downhill. But, you know, this year being that he's been through a full season now, it'd be interesting to see how he adjusts and adapts this year. Um, his schedule being one of the big key keys there. Um, kind of the rest of the week, it's Saturday night. Obviously, we're about to watch the Ohio State game. I think it's about to kick off right now. Um, tomorrow, we will be, you know, in the slack, you know, leading up to NFL, final NFL, full DFS week. Um, tomorrow evening, as pricing comes out, I think it may come out early, maybe not. Um, you know, I'll get the pot. I'm off. I'm trying to get the pot out as soon as possible for the Tournament of Champions. I'm anxious to not only you know, just dive in, but to be able to use our tools, which uh, I was with ADHD yesterday and we kind of finalized most of it. We still got testing and everything going on tonight, getting it loaded and ready for you guys. I really think the industry, the community and everybody's going to be very excited and pleased with them. Um, you know, it's just something that's been working on for almost three years now, in and out back and forth kind of groundwork foundation, um, I just think it's an added benefit to our community. Um, certainly room in the industry for more than one, you know, tool set or tools deal. So, you know, we're, we're just out there trying to provide what we think we can in the way that we like to view it. And so I'm interested to hear the feedback and all that kind of stuff. It'll be a V1 rollout. It's fully, it's not a beta or anything. It's they're going to be fully ready to go, but you know, we'll be growing them and building them and moving them as, as the season goes along. Looking forward to your feedback there and could be more excited for that. Um, and then, you know what? Yeah. I'll have the pod out Monday for sure. At some point, um, for the tournament of champions, hopefully for the premium members, the two pods that Tambo and I are going to work on together, um, that I mentioned earlier, we will get out next week. If not, no later than before the Sony open. And then we will, um, be back for, we'll probably do the coin flip next week. Cause we got four games, maybe just do a quick overview. Um, I don't know if that means Wednesday night we do, well, let's see when is, that's a good point. New year's Eve is Tuesday night. So that's not a big deal. So new year's day is Wednesday. So we'll see how everybody's schedule is. I think we can probably do our emergency nine and then maybe a 30 minute coin flip. Talk about the matchups. Um, if people are looking at, you know, kind of a, either they do the four game slate or showdowns or something like that, but I'll update that, you know, as soon as I can. You know, just quick reminder I, I, that we had off the top, gupscorner.com slash challenge. Check out all the rules and ways to get into the entry. It's going to be a multi thousand dollar giveaway. That package is going to be worth two or three thousand dollars or more by the time it's all said and done. Um, gupscorner.com slash store. Use the code Aloha. Get 20% off any merchandise you want. Buying a combo pack gets you another entry into the Honda giveaway. And then gupscorner.com slash memberships. The new memberships and packaging and pricing will all be up no later than tomorrow. The tools will be up probably mid-afternoon later tomorrow. Um, we have an add-on so kind of excited announcement. Um, had to finalize some deal details in the morning before I can announce it, but um, it's going to be exciting as well for the tools. So... 7.30 Central Standard Time on Saturday night. I'm going to sign off, watch a little football. Hopefully we get a really, really competitive, exciting game. Um, you guys have a great week and a blessed weekend. 
I will see you before Happy New Year, so I won't say that yet. But thank you for your continued support, and uh, we will see you Monday with some live golf talk. Good night. Smash Factor.